Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. We're on Twitter. What? We're on Facebook. What's a Facebook? We're on Instagram. <laughs> and we are on the WWW. But guess what else we're on? What? We're on YouTube! Oh! <laughs> YouTube! That's right. We have our own channel. Oh. Yes, there you can find our episodes, some trailers, and a whole lot more we're cooking up. And we have a very, very special opportunity for you. That's right. If you subscribe at YouTube, our channel there, this month of July, you will be entered to win a custom watching plan from Why Watch That. If you win, yeah, we'll tell you, hey, here's some things for you, just you, to check out. We will curate that thing for you. Ew, why watch that? We're kind of nice over here, aren't we? We sure are. So if you're interested in that, and heck, you should be on the YouTube anyway. The YouTube. See, I was saying like, oh, man. <laughs> Not just a YouTube. <laughs> be on the YouTube anyway at our channel, Why Watch That. Subscribe in July, and maybe you'll know what to watch from here forth. So why watch that TV talk? Listeners, we have another TV talk coming at you full steam ahead. Another I, one. Another one. Yes, another one. Like DJ Kali. Um, <laughs> we've got another one. And what I mean by that is it's just so... we Literally, we were what? gone for a week from tv and then all of a sudden we've got it just doesn't stop it doesn't stop and it won't stop so (sighs) wait until we get these extra platforms that are coming in november i know and by extra platforms you're talking about two of the i mean can we say the most successful companies on the planet i think we can say that yeah two two of the most successful companies on the planet you already know if you have an iphone they're already prepping you for it apple (laughs) tv is coming at you full speed ahead on the first it is of november it is going to be something they're going to ease us into like it's gonna here you know they're already you know already you they're they're trailers on your apple tv app Mm -hmm. You can look at it like the morning show and all kinds of other things. The trailers are pretty good. I'll give it to them. No, the trailer and the talent they secured Mm -hmm. was well, you know, very strategic. And there's more to come. Oprah already is doing her thing, um, you know, with the book clubs and things like that. And so it really is something coming full speed. But right behind that on the 18th, I believe, or around that week, yeah, it's mid November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the same month, Disney is launching its streaming, and they are coming 
for you. Um, if you don't it's know- It's November 12th, by the way. 12th, November 12th. the 12th. There's somewhere around that week. So if you don't know already about Disney, you're thinking, oh gosh, why? What, why do I need Disney? Well, because Disney not only has their content, but they also have Fox's content. So just realize that you're not getting, you know, you're, you're going to go, well, I don't watch cartoons. Oh, no, 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 no. We're not talking about animation here. Although they're opening up the vault. I don't know if you heard about that. Yes. They're opening up the vault. So things like Sleeping Beauty that you couldn't stream before, Snow White, all those original things. Pinocchio, gonna... my favorite. Pinocchio. But the old Pinocchio, not the yes. yeah, the original Pinocchio. They're mm-hmm. opening up the vault and you're going to have access to all those things. But not only that, you're also going to have access to all of Fox's content that they choose to put on that platform. Because if you don't know already, and you're thinking, what? I thought we were talking about TV talk. This is TV talk. Hulu (laughs) (laughs) own the majority of Hulu. They own like everything but a sliver. I think it's NBC that's still holding on for some reason. (laughs) I don't know why they're holding on, but they are. And so some of their more um, risque content that Fox has, as well mm-hmm. as some of the Marvel, um, like the the, um, the Deadpool's and the um, Venom, um, if Sony so chooses to play nice, would may would live on something like that. So Hulu mm-hmm. will be a little more dark, and um, Disney uh, uh, Plus will wait. No, it's called Disney. Plus, so it's Apple Plus and Disney Plus. Oh, they're they're not even Apple TV Plus. Apple TV Plus and Disney Plus. (laughs) Ridiculous. We're not talking. We're not. We're not reviewing any of those things. (laughs) But we thought we'd let you know. Thank you, Professor. I know, but come November, you took the ruler out and smacked us. (laughs) I did because you started it. You said come November. It's yeah. going to be a little tricky because we're in the throes of award season. Mm. So, and TV's not slowing down because we're revving up with more TV. But for now, we'll talk about a season finale. Bye-bye. It's already been renewed, though. And we'll talk about uh, a handful of very highly anticipated series finale or series premieres that we... Um, got a chance to check out and by we we mean mainly the critic so (laughs) let's start with the season finale saying bye-bye to hbo's succession for season two and like i said they've already been renewed for season three actually they threw a lot of weight behind this um for advertisement and it's really picking up speed people are really enjoying succession a lot so can we say the critic is enjoying it a lot? Hmm. We will find out. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm someone who likes it, but I don't love it. Oh. And I'm watching it like, okay, is it overhyped? Now, before I get to that, this again, we've said it time and time again, there's a family, you know, uh, they're in the media business. Can we just say who it's modeled after? Well, you know, you can think about that for yourself. I'm not going to say that because I value my life. I said it! (laughs) 
Well, if you heard that, then there you go. Okay. But you can, you know who these people are. You know who they're inspired by. There we go. Uh, and it's succession. So which of the kids, there are four of them, three sons and a daughter, which one is going to succeed in taking over the company from daddy? Okay? Or is it none of them? So in season two, Logan Roy, played by Brian Cox, who's the patriarch, he starts making decisions about who's gonna finally take over for him. And we have some new characters, one of whom is played by Holly Hunter. Oh, we love her, don't we? And she's connected to a character played by Cherry Jones. And we love her too, don't we? So this show has no problem casting amazing actors. I mean, the ensemble, you can't really cast it any better. And that's always what keeps it going. It's them. And the writing's good too, I'll give it to them. Now, who's gonna be chosen? Because Holly Hunter is sniffing around, okay? I won't tell you how, it's kind of fun to figure this out as you're watching it. So who is Logan gonna choose? Or is he gonna stick with himself? Now keep in mind that he has health problems. Mm. So, look, his children. The oldest son, I, sometimes they can forget about him and that's on purpose. That's how they want it. Because he really is not involved. He's, he's just not with them. He's now wants to be a politician. It's ridiculous, the whole thing. And he um, has a girlfriend who you, if, if you haven't seen it, you'll figure out how he met her and what the whole deal was. But she is this aspiring artist, actress, writer, producer, and so on, director. So he's financing her Broadway dreams. <laughs> now you can imagine where that goes. Now the second oldest son has problems with drugs. In first season, um, he essentially initiated a coup to take over the company mm. with some outsiders. And the, a fallout of that is what goes through season two. He's now back in the fold, but does Logan trust him anymore? Of course not. And he's, he's had to pay a penance and he's willing to do so. Also a tragedy happened involving him that they need to keep under wraps. Now for the youngest son, who is completely ridiculous, maybe he's gonna be one to take over. I mean, he went to a management training course. So maybe he knows something now. <laughs> You know and what? he's involved in trying to broker a deal with another entity to stop this hostile takeover. Ooh, this that sounds really entity. familiar. <laughs> but this other entity is in a place that may not be so hospitable. Ooh. And then there's the daughter who uh, is a great PR flack. She worked in politics. She gave that up. She's now trying to become uh, the person to take over. And maybe Logan wants it to be her. He says so to her. Hmm. Does he mean it? But he's like, look, we need to groom you. Mm. And then there are the other people. There's the head lawyer, played by one of your favorite favorite. Uh, actors actually ref who's from Rectify, the mother. Oh yeah. I just swoon over her. She's amazing. Jason She's a lawyer? amazing. Oh she is. She is their their legal head legal counsel. Ooh. Um and she has something going on with the youngest son. What's that about? Oh, is gross. she an opportunist? Because she's a quiet one. <laughs> and then there are other people. So there's something that is unearthed in this season that they have to contend with and someone has to take the fall. It's a scandal. Who's it gonna be? And keep in mind that the second oldest son 
we got to watch out for him. The one with drug problems. He's smart. He's just trouble. Hmm. So what's going on with him? And the end of the season, we really figure it out. Now, he's played by Jeremy Strong. And if you know Jeremy Strong, you know that this is, he's a very interesting actor and he's almost unsettling because he's very still at times, very still. So you're like, okay, what's going on with him? And in season two of this show, they really relied on that. It was eerie at times. He, I mean, somebody, I would just say it, spat on him. He stood, let it happen, and said, is that it? <laughs> I mean, so to me, that is the character that actually anchors the show. It's not even Brian Cox's character. And at the beginning of the season, they really let him go there. And I was like, what is happening? And then they kind of lost it. But at the end of the season, they came back to it. So I'll say overall, this is definitely entertaining. It's definitely well executed all the way. Is it great to me? I wouldn't call it great. I'd call it very good. But they've had glimpses of greatness. And I think if they use Jeremy Strong's character correctly, which they probably will, this will certainly turn into something that's more than just entertaining. It may be something that makes you hold your breath and say, what in the world am I watching? Spat on him. Okay, moving on to, let's get out of that. Let's move on yes. to the series premieres. Mm. Um, we've got a nice handful <laughs> of series premieres uh, ranging all over the place. We are going to start with Treadstone. Mm. Someone goes, wait a minute, I've heard that before. I, is Matt Damon? Uh, close. Jason Bourne, Treadstone. It's on USA. It is in the world of tread of the Treadstone world. And if you've forgotten, Treadstone's the program that Jason Bourne came out of. It's the US-based program that, you know, creates basically assassins, assassin soldiers, you know, and they kind of wind them real tight and it never ends well. And they've shut it down like 5,500 times and name it something different. So I'm curious to hear your take on it. Now it's USA, which also housed Shooter, um, meaning and Colony and shows like that that aren't shy and afraid of action. They're right. willing to go there, and did it really pay off for them? Is the real question. Yeah. Now this is a pilot, right? So we can't really say much about where the show is going because sometimes pilots are good and the show turns out to be not so good. Sometimes they're bad and the show develops to be better. Sometimes the pilot is the show. So we have no idea. Like Godfather of Harlem, the pilot was much better than what they've done since then. Okay. I knew that. So, good. yeah, uh-huh. So Treadstone, <laughs> it starts, I think we're in the seventies or something. Who cares? We're in the past. It's East Germany. This is the Cold War. They have a CIA agent that they flipped, they think. Now he's an asset oh, for them. There it is. Okay. But is that true? Right? Oh, All okay. kinds of action ensues. Right. So you have to figure out whether they actually flipped him or not. Boop, 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 boop. Okay. Now, we shuttle forward to the present. And Treadstone, this uh, famous, you know, black operations thing. It's been dormant. But oh. all of a sudden, different operatives are being awakened. They don't even know that they were sleeper, sleeper agents. That's how asleep they are. Oh, One boy. of them's teaching music. 
kids, you know, it's stuff like, and they're all over the world. You could be one. Who You could be one. (laughs) You don't know until maybe you hear a certain song. Oh boy. A trick or something. So we see, I believe it's two of them who awaken in the first episode. What does that look like? What is awakening? Who are they fighting for essentially? And how are they gonna receive this? One of them, by the way, is in North Korea. Uh oh. 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 Okay. Wow. So that's the setup, and and you know, as we go through this season, we'll have to figure out exactly what Treadstone means right now. How is the CIA going to receive them? Because they're like, what? Some of the people are like, what's back? <laughs> I thought we were done with that. <laughs> So if you are a fan of the Born, Born film series, are you gonna like this? I'll say it this way, I don't know. I, as a fan of the film series, was watching this going, it's fine, the pilot. They have the action, is it great action? No. Is it bad? No. It, the writing, is it familiar? Yes. Is it like exciting? So it's a fine beginning, that's what I'll say, but there are lots of question marks that the pilot leaves. I really can't get a grip on the show yet, but I will keep watching, don't you worry. And I will either review it again, if it's warranted, or just give a little dagger in another episode when you don't see it coming, right, Godfather of Harlem? Well, I was gonna say Game of Thrones, you know, the dagger that that the the Snow King thing got. Um, But... (laughs) I I do have a question that you can say you know or you don't know. I'm sure all the listeners are wanting to know. Where in the timeline does the modern portion, is this after Jason Bourne? Do they even mention Jason Bourne? Is this before Jason Bourne? Is it during the Jeremy Renner timeline? Like what... what are we dealing with here? Are we? Uh, can do we anticipate a Matt Damon appearance? Uh, I would say no. Mm. Um, it, it it is present, so it's post that stuff. Post Jason Bourne. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they whisper his name? Um, you know, kind of throughout or indicate- not that I remember. Mm-mm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. It's it's kind of like because the whole thing is the people who know about Treadstone are now being told it's back. And, and they're like, what? It's kind of like that's a, well, we uh, need to, who needs to know about this? We need to keep it secret from certain people. It's more like that. There's a lot of intrigue. They haven't really gone there yet. Gotcha. Okay, well, I, we can't hear, we can't wait to hear more about your thoughts on this. Let's move on to Lime Town. This is on Facebook Watch. Now, some of you are like, wait a minute, I, we don't, what? There's shows on Facebook Watch? Yes, we've reviewed them. And this is its newest edition. It had a two-episode premiere. And the cast is very familiar. Certainly you've heard of a girl named Jessica Beale, And hopefully you've heard of Stanley Tucci. Yes, Facebook got them to do a show for them. And when you look at the advertisement, she looks very stressed out. So... Yes. <laughs> she does just super stressed and i i really want to know what's going on here yeah and keep in mind now for for jessica this is after doing the sinner on usa yeah which was heavy so jessica beale is saying you will take me seriously but is that true well now, we'll find out in a second <laughs> this is based on the podcast of the same name 
Okay, so if you're interested, that's there. And what's happened is there's a place called Mime Town where for like a year people went to do this experiment. So they lived there, they worked there. And what were they working on though? Well, Jessica Beale's uncle went there. And who's playing the uncle? Stanley Tucci. Of course. So we see him in flashbacks when she was a kid. He's the loving uncle. Her parents in one scene are arguing. He's the one who takes care of her during this. So they have a very close relationship. But she hasn't seen him since he went to Limetown. And maybe she'll never see him again because all the people in Limetown disappeared. Poof. And there was one thing left behind to say they were even there, and it was gruesome. I'll put it that way. Oy. So the FBI comes in, it's like, what happened to these people? We can't find them. They find some animals, I'll tell you that, that aren't alive. I'll put it that way. Oi. Now, Jessica Beale is kind of this intrepid uh, indie reporter. She goes out, she, uh, she works for somebody, she has a boss and all of that, but she tries to find stories that no one else is telling. She has uh, like a podcast and that kind of thing where she delves deep into like a true crime kind of thing. So she is interested in Limetown, of course. This is the story she wants to tell. Her boss is like, this is old news. You haven't found, found anything new. I understand why you. it's important to you, but we got a business to run. And the boss brings in someone else to help her along. She don't like it. But something happens. A survivor of Limetown reaches out to her. A survivor after all of these years? Or months? I don't know how long it is. <laughs> what? They all disappeared. And when she meets this person who survived, it's very strange. The memory's off, they're secretive. They go, I can only tell you this much, I can't tell you that, then they forget. What is going on? And if she does this right, this person will lead her to another person who will tell her another part of the story. What in the world is happening? What in the world went down at Limetown? I'll tell you this, you probably won't even know from when you see what what someone witnessed at Limetown, because we do see some of those scenes, you'll go, what is going on? Now on Facebook Watch, I think they released right, the first two episodes of this. Yes. Which was smart. You need to watch both. And I'll tell you, it's not a big commitment because it's only half an hour per episode or less. So you can quickly go through the first two. By the end of, of episode two, you'll know. You will not know by the end of episode one. I watched episode one and I went, meh. <laughs> episode two, I went, okay, I wanna see where this is going next. So I'm not fully sold, but I am interested. I do wanna see what in the world is gonna happen next with the next people that Jessica Beale's gonna encounter. Gotcha. Well, let's move on to Amazon. Uh, Prime, you got a chance to see Modern Love, which is basically uh, an episodic anthology. It's about eight episodes. Uh, doesn't sound like a true, you know, hearty commitment. Great cast, by the way. Uh, comedians that we know and love, some not so funny, some funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, we love Tina Fey. Tina Fey is hilarious. Um, and you'll go through who's, you know, in it. 
but I am interested myself to see it because of the cast. The question yeah. is, did did it pay off to get all to gather all these people together? Right, and like you said, it's episodic, so everybody's not in the same episode. Right. It's really standalone stories of modern love. And this is based on a weekly column that was in the New York Times. Ooh. Now. <laughs> what is that? What was that? <laughs> this is the New York Times. <laughs> now, it would, is. Would you prefer the New Yorker? Or what is going on? <laughs> I might. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of joking. Now, John Carney. <laughs> what is going on tonight? I don't know. I've been John working Carney. too much. John anyway, John Carney is uh, the writer here, uh, the creator and the director. And John Carney, if you're going, who is that? Once, the movie. Remember that musical? No, oh, yeah, yeah. Beautiful yeah. musical. Love it. He also did Sing Street. So you're going, okay, he's doing a, a rom-com show. Kind of makes some sense. He's from Dublin. Uh, and it, He's from Dublin. Now, in the first episode, um, we're in Manhattan. I, maybe I, the, I only saw the first two episodes. I'll tell you that, and they were both in Manhattan. So, in the first one, there is a woman. She's dating all of these guys. She lives in an apartment um, building with a doorman, and she has this strange relationship with him. He is judging who she's dating, and he'll look at her and go, "He's not for you." <laughs> Oh, oh, okay. So much so that she doesn't want the guys to come to her building. She wants to hide them away from him. <laughs> okay. So at the very beginning, you're like, what is going on with this doorman? And then you see over the course of the episode who he really is to her, who she is to him. And it tracks time. It tracks years into the future. So you see this develop. Uh, at the beginning, I was kind of like, mm, okay. But I did like the way that story developed overall. Uh, it wasn't perfect, but it was interesting. And I actually found some of it funny. In the second episode, um, Dev, this is with Dev Patel and Catherine Keener. Dev Patel plays a guy who um, met really the love of his life and they broke it off. They met where they were both going for the same job. He liked oh. her so much when he first met her that he decided not to even interview, let her have the thing. Oh my. So in now in the present, he's this big success. Catherine Keener is this reporter who wants to figure out what's going on with him because he is starting, he has started a dating app. So of course she goes, Well, how's it love been for you? And this leads him telling his story, and then she tells hers, I couldn't make it through this episode because I just didn't care. And I'll tell you why. This is like Easy on Netflix. Easy is set in Chicago. It's episodic. It's about romantic relationships of various sorts. It's very similar. But Easy, something about it, it just, the sense of place they created felt real. I felt these characters lived in the same place, all of that. And Modern Love, to me, at the beginning, I just didn't feel that gel. And I was like, well, I have Easy. I have on HBO, High Maintenance. Hmm. Kind of like it. So the thing is, if you haven't seen Easy or High Maintenance, I would start there. And if you have, you can check out Modern Love. It's not bad. It's just it pales in comparison based on what I saw. 
to those other two shows. Well, it sounds like you can bounce around. So if you're not really down for that, I mean, I, I just have to say some of the, the cast just so the mm-hmm. listeners can make a decision. Anne Hathaway, Tina Fey, Andy Garcia, Dev Patel, you know, uh, Sophia uh, Butella. Uh, you've got showing up, like you said, Catherine Keener. Uh, but you also have John Gallagher Jr., a yeah. Broadway vet. You've got Andrew Scott Moriarty from uh, Sherlock. He's showing up. John <laughs> Slattery. You've got um, Shay uh, Wingham is 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 up is heading in there. Brandon Dixon, Brandon Victor Dixon, who played just got off a Hamlet run. Peter Herman. Peter Herman. From uh, yeah. thir- uh, for younger, he's in it. So you know, uh, oh my gosh, Judd Judd Hirsch is in it. Judd Hirsch, yeah. <laughs> Olivia <laughs> Cook. Oh, Olivia Ed Sheeran. Yeah, Julia it. Garner. Ooh. So you know, you really, if you really didn't like the first one, maybe not the second one. We say, Ed, why watch it? We always say, give it three. We always say that. So um, the reason why the critic. He just has so much going on, and he has other movies, other shows, like he said. Maybe start with Easy, and um, that's not, you know, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of like that. Go to High Maintenance, and then dip over to Modern Love. Maybe this is your thing. And so, um, you and know. And it's short, you know, half not an hour episodes. Yeah, so you're not really given, you know, all of your time. Let's move on to Living With Yourself. <laughs> oh, boy. Living with yourself, which is on Netflix. I, if you, I don't know how you avoided the advertisement, but it is Paul Rudd, the ageless Paul Rudd, who is living with himself. Yes, he is living with himself, not by himself, with. And I have a with. feeling you're going to tell us what that means. Or maybe without. Ooh. Now, this. If you like the Charlie Kaufman movies, Eternal Sunshine, uh, Being John Malkovich, mm-hmm. that's where we are, kind of. So what happens is Paul Rudd is married. He's in a job that he doesn't like. His wife um, wants to have a baby with him, wants him to go see the fertility doctor. He don't want to go. He don't want to do anything. He's in a rut. One of his coworkers recently has really been killing it. And uh, they are brand strategists, so you can imagine what this is like. So this guy has been killing it at work, coming up with all of these ideas, and Paul Rudd just can't keep up. So the guy tells him, hey, I went to this place in a strip mall, and they changed my life. (laughs) And he says, I want you to go there. And Paul Rudd is like, why are you telling me this if it works so well for you? Then I'd be your competitor. And the guy's like, well, look, really, I, I, I get you know, a percentage of, of what you pay. So that's why. So he gives him the card, says, hey, you should check it out. Now, does Paul Rudd go there? Of course, this is a TV show. <laughs> so he goes there and they do have a solution for him. They're going to rejuvenate his life and everything will be good. But how do they rejuvenate? I'm not going to give that away. But just know that early on in the first episode, we see Paul Rudd break out of a plastic bag buried underground. What in the world? Oh dear. Okay. So things happen and there end up being two Paul Rudds. Whoa. 
identical. Each has the same memories. So each thinks they're married to the same wife. But the new Paul Rudd is optimistic, smart, engaged. So who's going to work? Who's staying at home with the wife? (laughs) (laughs) And do they know about each other? And what happens when they find out about each other? What's going on at that strip ball? (laughs) And since they do have competing interests, imagine you have yourself, your literal self also in the world with the same memories. I mean, you're going to the same places. You can't both have everything. So there's an inherent conflict of interest. And how does that spill out? Who's gonna find out that they're two Paul Rudds? And what does this mean? I think that's enough. Because if I give away more, it it takes away the fun of it. So I watched half of (laughs) these eight episodes. That was enough for me. Um, it was fun in the beginning. I was like, okay, where are you going? I was like, yeah, I've got like this, you know, like I said, uh, being John Malkovich kind of thing. Uh, even an adaptation has a hint of this. Mm-hmm. I'm watching it. Uh, Paul Rudd is always likable and watchable. So cool. And I like the cast. I, I just think the idea of it, Ref, and this is where you get into trouble with these kind of things. The idea is so expansive that when you see it, they can't quite live up to the potential. Uh, so it's not bad. It's not bad. It's actually pretty good. It's just, I want it more. And I know that's difficult to ask because of the premise of it. Like just hearing that you think of all these different things that could happen and they can't live up to that. It's almost impossible. Mm, well, <laughs> what's not impossible Uh-oh. for someone to make a TV show from a movie from a graphic novel. Hmm. And we've all been anticipating this. I mean, the moment that that Instagram post went out, the announcement came out and then Instagram post went out. Uh, You know what I'm talking about. We're talking about Damon Lindelof. It was announced that he would be creating for television, Watchmen. What are you talking about? Watchmen, yes. You remember that movie? And off of the graphic novel? Oh, I mean, fans went in a tizzy. We even talked about it. It was, I mean, he was getting all kinds of stones thrown at him. And finally, he clapped back and was like, look, give me a shot. I'm not going to ruin it. It's not going to be what you think. And finally, we had its premiere. And you got to see the first episode. We both did. We saw the first episode. And I got a text from you saying you're gonna say what you're gonna say wtf i said oh my goodness critic i don't how dare you put such profanity (laughs) i did not put the f in there (laughs) you alluded to an f And indeed, How dare I was... you besmirch my name. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I have to say, it wasn't far from that because I was sitting there like, what did I just watch? <laughs> so I'll let you, I, you know what? I'm actually going to, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit back in my seat, <laughs> kick my head, my feet up, and, l- and just listen to you dance around this plot. Ready? <laughs> Ready? <laughs> Go. Oh, so. I hear it. It's 1921. No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) 
1921. And we're not where you think we are. We're in Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> and there's a silent movie playing. A little kid is watching it. And I'll say it, a little black kid, because that yeah, matters. You gotta say it. He's alone, but somebody's playing the organ. You know, it's a silent movie. Remember, they had real people playing the music. It's his mother. She's crying. Now, as you're listening to the music, you can tell that whoever's playing is making a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I, I mean, at first I was like, who is playing this? And then you understand why. Because there is an attack that's imminent and it happens. The father comes in, they swoop the kid out of the theater, they run away. They've got to get this kid out of here. But who's attacking whom? That's the question. And this kid, I'll tell you, winds up alone with a baby. Now, this kid is like five. Yeah. Oh. He's with a baby and a note. <laughs> okay. We shuttle forward to now, 2019. And you're going, okay, what did I just see? <laughs> that, the whole time you watch it, it's like, what was that? Okay. So now we're in 2019. And we see that there's a cop who's pulled over somebody. This cop won't show his face, it's covered. Why? The guy asks him, let me see your face, and he better not. The cop is like, what you say to me? <laughs> now the cop is black, the man he's pulled over is white. What is going on? And there's something in this man's glove compartment that startles the cop. The cop has to ask for permission to get his gun out of its holster in his car. Huh? But does he, res does he get that actual permission? That's the question. And is it too late or not? What does it have to do with anything? We then shuttle forward. We meet Don Johnson, who is the chief. A police in Tulsa. We're still in Tulsa. Cover his face, though. He does not. But if you saw <laughs> the Battle of the Buster Scruggs, <laughs> Buster Scruggs is there. <laughs> okay? He, played by Tim Blake Nelson, covers his entire head. <laughs> Why? Why? So Don Johnson, we see him. I won't tell you exactly how we're introduced to him. And what's going on, everybody? There are definite racial tensions, among other things. Definitely. There's a group of people who've been underground. They are now asserting themselves again. All cops have been in danger for quite some time. That's the reason why they cover their faces. I won't go into more. Some of them have even quit because of the danger. One of them is played by Regina King correct you retired because she corrected her child well there you go <laughs> she can call it whatever she wants it, none of it's true <laughs> right so regina king plays a former or maybe not so former detective and we find that she kicks butt hmm. face covered black makeup around the eyes hood you've seen it why for whom What's the point? Now, she has what I think are adopted children. They must be. Yes. <laughs> I can't and she has a husband. 
they are black, the kids are not. What is going on? It's almost like if you think of group dynamics now, flip them. Yep. That's Watchmen. This is not in our universe. It's an alternate universe. It is in the Watchmen universe. But this is Damon Lindelof's take on it. So it's not what you've read in the in the actual graphic novel. It's not what you've seen in the movie. Will we see some of the same characters? We will, but some of them, no. And it's remixed. That's a word they used. A remix. Now keep in mind, we will have nine episodes in this season and may be just nine. And by the end of episode one, it's on. Well, throughout the episode, it's on. You see, it was so interesting to me, Raph, is the way they choose in this universe, the anachronisms, because some stuff you're like, okay, they're advanced, but it's different in a old sort of way. Yeah, the car. So the way they, mm mm-hmm. So the the way they depict that stuff is always interesting. And in this first episode, you're really trying to figure out what all of this means. Because what I think was wise from Damon is he doesn't spell it out. He just shows you. So you're sitting there going, like I was supposed to be eating watching this and I did not. (laughs) I just watched it. Because I was like, what is going on? It's called Watchmen. I was, what is going on? There's also, we're introduced in this episode, to Jeremy Irons' character. <laughs> Riding on a white horse. <laughs> Getting his naked thigh meat massaged. <laughs> right, what? It's like, what is going on? He has this vast manner. He has these servants who <laughs> love him. And he's writing this play where they're going to be the lead characters. I'm like, what is just? What does it have to do with anything? It doesn't even matter. It's all good. It's all good. I was watching this. And first of all, it is absolutely stunning to look at. Yeah, it is. Stunning. The the angles of the the fights, what they choose to show, what they don't choose to uh, don't choose to show. We were talking about this ref. It's perfect. It's it's like Daredevil that way in the fights, but it's in the first episode. There's no there's no um, wasted time. They yeah. really pick the parts that you need. They don't wallow, even though some of this is like, whoa, what did I just see? It's, you know, yeah. you have to really brace yourself. But they keep it moving. If this is what this is going to be like, which if you see the upcoming scenes, it might be, I'm all in. I can't say that I've seen a better pilot in this genre before. I can't mm-hmm. say that I have. I was very impressed. You will be surprised by who the president is. and look the casting is great almost everybody I was like yeah they are on they are on it's just I don't know what I could say to fans of Watchmen I'm I'm not I don't count myself as a fan of Watchmen um the movie itself I like some parts I didn't like others um but this is not the movie it's not It, it has echoes of it but this really is Damon going. The, the, the style of it, like the, you know, mm-hmm. the way a blood splatters or right. the way, you know, water comes out of something. Uh, you've got, uh, we're not going to, I'm not going to say what comes out of the sky when it rains. Oh my goodness. But it's very strange. <laughs> well, what is it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's very strange. And the thing is, again, Damon is a smart guy and he thinks we're smart too. Yeah. So he doesn't explain it. These characters have been living with it. They're not worried about us watching. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Regina King is like, okay, that's over. Let me get out and move on with life. 
it, so if this is what it's going to be, I mean, Damon said, look, they may not have another season. It depends on reaction. How could you not do this again if this is how it's going to be? I, I'm excited. I'm excited to be confused. I'm excited to see what they do next. I, I just thought that the pacing, what they chose to depict, all of that was spot on. And I'm looking forward to the next eight episodes. And I hope they don't make me a lie, as they say on the streets. You know what? Um, for me, I'm with you. I'm not going to echo anything except this. Damon Lindelof, remember, is lost. And he's also leftovers. And he learned his lesson from Lost in that if you don't drive all the way to the payoff, people get really, really upset. And I hear that he delivered on leftovers. There was a drive and you felt satisfied as a fan, whether it was concluded or not, there was a satisfaction. So I now trust Damon. I trust him. He's not young. You said, Like you said, he's smart. He's got a great cast. You didn't really talk about Regina King, and I know why you didn't, because it, she is just brilliant as this person. It's who, so good. She's, her, her eyes alone, she already is a good actor with her eyes, but then even the color of her eyes against the black drop of her costume, mm. you just don't want to be alone in a room and be a bad guy. That's what I'm just saying. <laughs> don't want to do that. So I will say this, I'm going to hang in there as as much as I can. I don't mind being confused, but if it's gonna go the Westworld confused, which it has not, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, then that's where I start to lose interest because I've got better things to do. But for right now, I'm in, I'm in, I'm all in. And yeah. it sounds like you are too. So yeah. everybody, these are the shows that are out right now. They're demanding your attention, but like we started this podcast with, there will be two other studios demanding your attention as well. So now is the time to piddle around and check out what you can before your life is consumed with apples and mice. And the next year is two more. Oy vey. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.